Hello, one and all, and welcome back to An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring, a podcast by idiots, but not exclusively for idiots. I'm your Dungeon Master, Paul Stanfield, and joining me at the table today are three adventurers. Luke Stanfield, playing Stuart Llewellyn. Josh Ladd, playing Cliff Clearwater. Justin Cole, playing Drogan Ironchin. We return to Silverband on the night of the gala. Nobles and commoners alike have come together from across the Federation lands to witness the spectacle and hear the March Lord's announcement of a successor. Our three heroes, who are employed by Lord Edragos, are inside and have gotten into a bit of a scuffle. Do they have what it takes to make it out of the gala with their heads intact? We'll have to follow the guide to find out. Welcome back to Silvervan, guys. We are inside the Lord's Redoubt Keep, the local castle and keep of Silvervan, owned by the Count and Countess Forsyth, where the gala is taking place. Last time, you guys witnessed the spectacle of the magic show, where the spell suits were unveiled by Delwyn Shurnettle. Despite what Cliff heard behind the scenes, the spell suits seemed to be displayed safely and accurately, though they are an unfinished design. You went home to your rooms at the Frog and Quail, a wealthy inn on the west side of the Upper Village, and dressed to the nines with the lovely tailored suits that were sent to you by Lord Edrigas. You then headed off to the gala. You were introduced. Cliff made a second name for himself by punching apart a stone <laughs> without breaking his fist and getting into a little back and forth with one of the purveyors of the spell suits. Elsewhere, you guys met Lord Edragos and got the information he had promised to you. Drogan, you have been, you've gained a meeting with Gurdam Sledge, the head engineer of the Mary Four Artificers Guild. Stuart, you were directed to Port Ellsford, where there is news of your brother Ronald. And Cliff, you have been notified of Fuari Yan, a local no good magician who was apparently in cahoots with your missing cousin, Isabella. She is attending the gala tonight, and Lord Edrigas has promised to introduce you at some point. After that, you guys prepared to head out, met a strange young nobleman named Arthus, who seemed out of sorts, and then as you, meant, as you went to head back into the banquet hall, Stuart was ambushed outside the sitting room by none other than we don't know yet. <laughs> fist came swinging in. We will roll initiative as Grandor the Large comes rolling into view outside of the door. How bold. Right. Well, Grandor the Bold rolls an 18. So it is him. Well, advantage helped a bit. Anyone over 18? Negative. Oh, Grandy. Okay. Very close to me. 15 plus? 17. Oh, was that with your advantage? Yeah, that was with advantage. Okay. Yeah. 17 for Stuart. 
What do you guys got? Fourteen. Okay. Six. Missed the Going hot trash since I got this dice tray. Uh, fourteen for Rogan. Tossing Rudian. <laughs> okay. Two of you, roll me d4s, please. Any two? Any two of you. This is how many rounds it's going to take before the guards arrive to break this up. So four rounds total. You guys have four rounds to slug it out with this guy. Do whatever you will before the guards are going to rush across the courtyard from the battlements and put a stop to this. Um, You are not surprised as you met his... uh, his stealth DC exactly so Grandor's fist comes in you see it coming but he's still going to connect so you're not taking uh, there will be no surprise effect but he's still okay. striking out first so we're going to roll for old grandiose door uh, what is your AC right now because you're going to be easy to hit so yeah, he is going to hit 7 plus 5 is 12 Ruin he's going to hit my little back hair <laughs> Um, so you struck, you guys see Stuart step out, you're talking, whatever you guys, the last thing Stuart said was, is knocked clean out of your mind as an enormous fist comes out of nowhere and connects with the side of his and head. Knocks him and clear S- out of his mind. Stuart disappears from the door frame as a huge <laughs> body just bowls into him and moves, we'll say you guys, this guy punches you and we'll say he drives you kind of back into the wall there. Um, and you guys see that the butt, he's got like a little plumber's butt going on, this guy has ill-fitting clothes, but it's unmistakably the form of Grandor the Large. Uh, a few of his cronies, a few of his cronies are around in the courtyard keeping an eye out for the guards. And so yeah, you take four bludgeoning cronies. damage. <laughs> yep. How and close then, are these cronies? Are they fighting us too? They are not fighting. They're just uh, um, keeping an eye on things. Are they like right within though? They're like? about ten feet back. They're right on the edge oh, of okay. the uh, colonnades. There, I can't remember the term for that. Stuart, you're next. You're not grappled, but you are pressed against the wall by Grandor. You can feel this hot, stinky breath on your neck. Ooh, you got lucky in the ring, pal. He's got greasy hands from the bloodhawk legs. And why am I not surprised that you would go to such a low move like this? And I'll try to... So I'm not grappled? You're not grappled, no. You're I'm going to try and, like, maneuver myself in his space to get, like, around him. Mm-hmm. And I, like... Yeah, I'll do something where I kind of move around his space, but while I'm going by, I'm going to also like, do, like, try and swing a haymaker at him. Wait, make an attack roll. Where are you trying to go? Yeah, I'm somewhere, like, here, so I can be, like, in the center of things and not pinned by a wall. Okay, so you move away. Not pinned by a wall, center of You things. get out from behind the wall, duck under his arm, remaining in combat, so you're back to the courtyard. Yes, exactly. And now his goonies are probably a little closer to me, I guess, but that's fine. I want to be a little better. Make, make that attack roll. Oh, uh... What am I adding to it? Oh, yeah, I got it right here. One sec. I think I'll probably hit. Probably. Yeah, plus five. 14 to hit. 14 hits. He's got an AC of 12 as he is mostly unarmed. He's got a single ill fitting breastplate on and a terrible dexterity bonus. Okay. Beauty. So, yeah, that's four damage with my unarmed strike. Four damage. Okay. Um, so, yeah, you duck under his arm and connect a strike with him as you maneuver through. Or like he a goes, rib shot, I guess. He's tall, right? Yeah, lets out a little cough. <laughs> Little bitch. Drogan. You're the next to move. You see Stuart maneuvering around. Um Drogan is gonna try and insert himself between them and like separate these two. Okay. Uh how Hello, you... old gentlemen. This is not the uh, location for something like this. Let's keep our heads about ourselves and just try and like push them out. <laughs> I will say you can use 
strength, which will be harder because you'll have to beat both their <laughs> both their opposition, or you can use charisma. <laughs> both equally difficult. <laughs> um, okay, I'm gonna use okay, on. Char- charisma. Charisma. Okay, it'll be a DC. Use persuasion, I guess. Yeah, I'll say DC 18 persuasion to convince Grandor that this isn't a good idea. <laughs> Do it. We'll let determine on his own. What are they? Five. Five. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. probably talking more to Stuart. Okay. <laughs> hey, I completely agree with you, Drogon. This is the wrong way to handle things. Punching this man over. simply owes me a new quill. Punching over my head. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like this, continue to fly over your <laughs> over your head. Grandor doesn't care. I don't know where I actually land and all that. Yeah, we can see you're right, kind of there, offset from them. Cliff, Jogan's trying to break things up. Stuart, you you want to do this one-on-one, or you want a hand? Oh no, this isn't your fight. This this man is wanting to deal with these things this way, then it is one-on-one. Alright. Is there any, like, chairs or sitting spots in the hallway? <laughs> that was my first thought, too. Uh, not out here in the courtyard, no. And this cloister. There are, you know what there is a lot of is potted plants. You could uh, sit, you could just like sit on the edge of a potted plant. I'll go, yeah, I'll but, go like to one of the potted plants and just like flip it and then sit on it. Okay. There's like an awkward, <laughs> legitimately like two drunk guys while all their friends aren't quite as drunk or just like, I guess we'll just make sure this doesn't get out of hand. You guys are sort of interspersed. There's like three of his buddies making a semicircle around them. And then Cliff, you're between two of them just chilling. Yeah, and they're about that far back as well. Um, okay, at the end of the first round, you guys hear one of the guards up top shouts down. And he goes, hey, no fighting. No fighting in the keep. Hey, stop him. And a couple of guards you see begin pounding down the stairs to get towards you guys. But they are a few rounds away. Stuart would probably also like throw his hands up being like, hey, hey, I didn't start this sort of thing. Um, okay, yeah. Reaction to that. You threw your hands up? Yeah. Right. <laughs> and then I'll... Um, you punch him in the face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, checks out. He goes, oh, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and then swings out at you. That's going to be a 21. Yep. For another four bludgeoning damage. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. What was the first one? It was four, four as well. One. Yeah. Alrighty. So this one catches you, like, square on the nose as you throw your hands out of the way. Undefended. Drogon, this goes right out. You just see an arm extend over your head and Stuart's head snaps back. Um, looking past, you see one of the one of the hangers on, just looking at you. He's like, yeah, make a move. Now. Come on. Come on. I've been waiting for a fight all day. Stuart, you're up. Okay, Grand so are... is happy where he is. There. His goonies are still back from me. So... They're back. They're just keeping an eye on things. Yep. Okay. Okay. Well, do I want to step it up a notch? I'll I'll try stepping it up a notch. All right. Moonbeam. <laughs> oh, Grandor. Power word kill. <laughs> Level three. Grandor, this like I said, this is not the way to handle these things. All all that we have to settle here is that you owe me a gosh darn quill. But in the meantime, I'm gonna err on the side of, and then I'm just gonna yell really loudly. Safety! And cast a cantrip called Word of Radiance, and I simply utter a divine word. My divine word is safety. <laughs> a burning radiance erupts <laughs> from me, and each creature of my choice that I can, I can see within range must succeed on a constitution saving throw or take 1d6 radiant damage. So 
So I'm only going to make a target him, not any of his con unities okay. or drogon. So yeah, just a con save. That's an 11. He doesn't make it. Okay. Doesn't make it. Grandor is struck by the power of safety. And I maxed it. That's six. <laughs> six That's six no. radiant damage. No. The power word of safety. The power of safety compels him. Safety is radiant. So what's this all look, you listeners? What's this look like? Um it's it's yeah, it's, it looks almost like a fist, like a, a like a warm, energized fist that comes out from just my body. Um and it's it's it comes out like a fist, and then it turns into just like a halt kind of symbol. <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of like a weird, like, face front, like, slap, <laughs> I okay. guess. So Grandor, yeah, he sees this magic coming. He goes, whoa, and he goes to swat this, invis this like, incorporeal fist away, but then it slows down, and he's off balance and thrusts into the side of him, exactly. knocks him off balance. He staggers back into yeah. one of the colonnade poles. Yeah, probably just hits him, I guess, good in the chest or something. But yeah. Um, okay. He goes, oh! This guy's using magic. Drogon, you see this happen. You immediately see, um, as your back is not to them, all the all the hangers-on become incensed at the sight of magic being used, and you see them twitching to move forward. Cliff, as well, you see the two guy, the guy on your left, just like <laughs> <laughs> looks at you out of the corner of his eye. Okay. So you're up, Drogon, yeah. Got a meeting to get to later. <laughs> um, I will, I guess, kind of step away from Stuart, but how? I'll, I won't go too far. I'll keep it on the guards, but I'll just wait. If they're gonna get involved, then I guess I'll get involved. Okay. If his cronies make a move, then I'll, I'll throw a punch. I guess. Okay, so you're basically ready in action if anyone closes in. Yeah. Throw a punch. Stewart to deal with waste. Okay. Also, there, I, I didn't drop. There's a little fountain in the middle here, just like one of those fountains that sprays water up every intermittent five seconds. Right in the middle of the courtyard. And there are people in this courtyard. There's, there's a couple of nobles, like very wealthy nobles, chatting with merchants, making deals. There's some of the servants, and there's the few off-duty soldiers and knights who are more interested than annoyed. Okay, Drogon prepares. Cliff, you're next. After you guys, the cronies are going to go. But they look like they're engaging? Yes, you can tell. Um, they're they're upset by the use of magic. Okay. Just reach over and poke them. <laughs> Wait a second. Um, um, and they, they're, they're unarmed. They're similar to you guys. They're not wearing any armor. I'm going to shift <laughs> to the side of Drogon. <laughs> <laughs> And if this guy steps in uh, to our space, mm -hmm. uh, I will pop him. Okay. Same. So preparing an action as well. Yes. Okay. And we'll move. We'll move to the cronies. Grandor goes, "Get him, lads!" And they go, "Yeah." The one that goes, "Yeah, I got him," and I'm waiting for a fight. <laughs> uh, and he is gonna. What is he going to do? That's a good roll, actually. Okay, that's going to be a 19 to hit, Drogon. He jumps up and grabs a hanging basket and swings <laughs> forward, and it's going to plant two feet in your chest and kick you back. Uh, that is going to do three bludgeoning damage. They only have plus two strength. Um, I'm just looking up there to hit bonus before I lose the page. Sorry. There we go. Okay, and the second one uh, is going to use an improvised weapon. Cliff, you step back. Uh, oh, also, you can react with an attack as he kicks you. Yeah, I'll uh, Stumble back, I guess, and 
Oh, sorry, I forgot about Just the, take a swing at him. Do I get my attack as he steps in? Or? Yeah, you'll get to as well. You can roll that first if you want. You may as well both roll. You guys both reacted in tandem. So he steps and he's in combat with me and... One's coming at you, one's coming at Drogon. Oh, oh I did. Where is he standing? Because then I would get sneak attack if he's... Uh, he's not in range of Drogon. Oh. He's just right next to you there. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Mine's ten. Ten, that's our AC. Ten hits. Two damage. Two damage, okay. We'll see. This one's him. Mine's only nine. Nine does not hit. Okay. So this guy, uh, he rolled 14 to hit. Cliff, you didn't wear your leather armor, right? Uh, That is my AC. Oh, right, because you got big decks. Okay, so he does. He looks at you. He he goes to swing. He dodges your punch. What the hell? He grabs the plant pot you were sitting on, (laughs) and he smashes it over your head. (laughs) Really? Improvised weapon. That is going to be seven points of bludgeoning Ooh. damage. <laughs> you guys just hear it. <laughs> and Cliff comes staggering back with flowers in his hair and earthy smell of soil filling the air. Now, that's the first sound other than just like a, the slugfest. And this draws the attention of everyone else in the courtyard. Like, oh, this is getting serious. And people begin to turn and pay attention. They both gone. Grand door up top. Let's do it. Yeah, you don't got your friends to help you anymore, do you? That's gonna be never needed sixteen to hit for. Oh, I already forget what I do. Four damage. <laughs> I already took you down once without my friends. I'm definitely gonna take you down again. My balls aren't gonna be sore after this fight. That's for sure. Wait, <laughs> that's what you think. <laughs> drop down my knees. <laughs> and it's your turn. That's exactly what I'm gonna do. So I'm gonna he, drop he's, down he's basically just got you by like the lapels, and he's just like feeding you punches he's he's abandoned any sort of strategy here oh if he's holding me up a bit then then i'll try to kick i'm gonna k- kick him in the nuts okay <sighs> almost at that 20 19 plus oh yeah, yeah that's easy 24 damage, so. easy that's four damage to his balls <laughs> balls enough with the cheap shops am i Grappled then? No, 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 no. So it's I could like for, back up just for five feet and do like a bring it up, bring it on, like get closer to like. You could back up, but you'll take an opportunity attack. Oh, yeah. right. Then nope. Okay, you stand there, Drogon behind you, Cliff. Um, you kick him in the balls. He goes, oh, not cool, Drogon. You're up. So this guy's still kind of hanging from the plant pot, trying to <laughs> precariously <laughs> hanging, trying to get down now. Uh, I'll just try and drag him off the pot. <laughs> Same, it's a 10. 10, you just hit him. All right, uh, and your bonus makes a 3? 2. 2, sorry. All right, so you grab his feet as he swings back, and you just yank him down. <laughs> he falls back, and there's just like, what? As he hits the ground, we'll say, uh, we'll, we'll double that to, to 4 damage, because that's a bit of a drop. Awesome. Actually, roll a d6 for the budgeting damage of him falling, we'll say. Three. Three, okay, so we three down. Same to there. Okay. You little shits. <laughs> Cliff. Uh, you see Drogon pull this guy bodily off the plant pot. You hear the thwack. See him bounce. You fellas picked the wrong fight. And I'm going to bonus action um, Hunter's Mark Ooh. on the guy fighting Drogon. Okay. Then I'm going to take the attack of opportunity and leap over their heads. Okay. So I can get sneak attack. Uh, where do you want to land? Uh, I'll land, yeah. Okay. 
Um, we'll do the attacks before you tell me what you rolled. I'm going to do their attacks of opportunity. They I just want yeah. them to be. You're right, it would be. It would be. Hold on, let me reroll. That was worse. Doesn't hit. He's shocked. He's and kind of like frantically steps back out of the way. That one, baby. That one, okay. You do, you do a cool <laughs> flip where you land near the edge of the fountain and your, your foot goes off it and you deliver a harmless blow to this guy's lower back. Um. It's a miss, a miss from him and retaliation. Boom, boom, boom. Now they up. Uh, and this one on the ground. Oh, you can roll the advantage. He's prone. Oh, me? Yeah, because oh. he got slammed down. That's an at 20, baby. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, I guess, that's going to be a lot of damage. Because I get sneak attack and I get a D6. 4D6 plus your base damage? I don't think it's 4D6, would it? Well, doubled. Isn't it 2D6? Oh, yeah. But mm-hmm. are we, we're doing the max. So it would be 12 plus. Oh, that's right, right. Yeah, so this is our first crit for, for our listeners. We do a guaranteed crit system where you get the max damage die and then you roll your regular damage die and add that. Uh, so that's 12 plus my unarmed damage, which is 2. So that's 14 plus an additional 4. Finish him. This guy had 14 health. Lethal? Uh, I, I slip. <laughs> and then as I like, he's like kind of bending down to look at me, I like come back up and like uppercut him. All right. Non-lethally, obviously. Yeah. The, with the one, the like one firm, sharp blow to the temple, this guy just drops out. Um, I guess he also, you had Hunter's marked him as well, right? So yeah. There's this explosion of black in his eyes. As he turns, your fist catches him, and he drops completely unconscious. Uh, sick. Sick, sick, sick. Okay. The other guy. Uh, he's going to come for you, I think. Cliff jumps uh, past the column into the courtyard, ignoring the protests of the guards and the folk watching. That's a five plus three is not going to do it. Top of the order, Grandor El Largo. He's going to deliver some punches at Stewart. The nine or six has a six, which makes it ten. He doesn't nope, hit. Makes it eleven. 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 You said I added the other guy's bonus. <laughs> I guess. So four damage. Son of a- <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll punches you again. You're like starting to feel. Oh <laughs> starting yeah. Starting to feel Stewart's the weight of these more. blows. Yeah. <laughs> um. He looks a little more focused now. He saw one of his buddies just get one shot in the background, basically. And then you're up, Stuart. All right. I'm going to focus on trying to punch by the gut, gut. Oh, wait. That was the... Gut this is the last round before guards are going to arrive. So they are crossing. They're down the stairs, and they're crossing the courtyard towards you guys now. Perfect. I rolled a 16 plus 5, 21 to hit. That, so that'll hit. That's four more damage. And then to end my turn, I'm just going to casually cast a healing word on myself as well as I okay this is quite nervous which I forgot that that word was always safety that's my healing word so I should come up with another one for the divine word that's <laughs> alright stay tuned so, safety in, a, in elvish <laughs> yeah <laughs> all the different languages I know no mission who are you elvish. healing wording myself site <laughs> survey because I'm I'm a little <laughs> Nice. Four plus four. I regained eight. Just want to make myself look a little tougher than I was because I was already down quite a bit. He, he smoked me a few times. Okay. Um, I would like each of you to make a make a wisdom or intelligence check for me. 
That one. <laughs> Checks out. You're you're in the heat of the battle. Uh, that's an unnatural twenty. Unnatural twenty. Twenty two. Yeah, they were. Everyone's been pretty clear about keeping your head down and not causing a ruckus tonight. Uh, you guys are going to be kicked out if someone gets their hands on you. Hmm. He started it. Drogan, you're up. You guys have these are your, your last turns before the guards arrive. <laughs> hey, Stuart's all in. Out. I got. <laughs> At a meeting later. <laughs> uh, guys, we should get out of here. I'm gonna... So this is front gate. That's banquet hall. There's guards coming down here. And at those stairs in either corner. Hey, but that noble that went in that room. Sounded like he was... I know. You also know... Stuart maybe only knows the hearths in those rooms. You could go through them into the other rooms. There's a fire in them, but there's like a connection through the rooms through those hearts. I don't, I don't think I knew that. You probably would have seen that inside. Uh, it was the only real action. Into view. what's on the other side. So there's rooms side by side like this, yeah. and the hearth in the middle oh, is between shared the on either side. Oh, yeah, okay. could buy you a moment. Probably seems smarter way. I guess I'll go back into this room and look at this hearth and if I could get through with Is that guy still in there? Yeah, make a quick perception check for me, Drew. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 11. There are the three servants who are complete, literally almost frozen, just like, don't get involved. Don't get involved. Um, you see Arthas in this corner over here, the furthest corner from the door. Um, beckoning to you to come over with his hand against the wall. I'll do that. Get over here! You guys are gonna get in trouble. Yeah, your uh, friend met us outside. Yeah, well, better you than me, I guess. <laughs> Can uh, we get out of here? He presses against the wall and you hear a little <laughs> and a portion of the wall slides in about an inch and he grabs two uh, torch sconces and uses them to pull a side of the wall open, revealing a very small inner door. With your gut, you're going to have to go sideways <laughs> to get through, and it's going to be a tight squeeze, but you'll be able to essentially move between the outer wall and this inner wall. Uh, me first? He squeezes fast <laughs> and goes in ahead of you. <laughs> I'll start trying to get in here. Okay. Cliff, you're up next. How deep is this pond? Like less than a foot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, do I see Drogon? Could, like, <laughs> almost, almost, from yeah. my angle, can I see Drogon doing this? Or yeah, you see Drogon go in and go, and then get like pulled to the side uh, by Arthas. Stuart, we gotta go. <clears throat> and then I'm gonna um, turn, bonus action, change my hunter's mark to this guy next to me. Okay. And then I'm gonna throw a swing at him first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Make a lasting impression. This guy's untouched currently. Uh, that's but he's also got a broke up terracotta pot over your head. Plus six. That hits, yep. Yeah. I don't get a sneak attack because there's no one else. <laughs> oh, that's three damage total. Are you using your dagger? No. 
I have a hunter's mark on him. Oh, right, you're one for I hunter's mark. I use bonus gotcha. action to transfer it to him. What's your strength bonus? Uh, it's just two. So I rolled a one and then got... Oh, you only mine. got the one. Okay, sorry. I understand that. All right, well, that's right. His eyes black out for a moment while he's distracted. Delivered a sharp blow to the solar plexus. He goes, oh, bro, bro. And you're able to move fast. Are you yeah, bonus action hunter's just... marks? So you're going to take a yeah, I'll take attack for opportunity. opportunity. Uh, this guy's going to try and grab you. This ain't finished. Damn right it ain't. He's going to try and grapple you. These acrobatics or athletics need to beat a natural 20. Oh. Ooh. Uh, when you find his bonus is plus two, so you need to be a 22. Oh, that's a one. A one? <laughs> you punch him, he goes, oh, and like half falls onto you, wraps his arms around you. He has to make a con save. Uh, yeah, he'll do that. 12? Uh, I think 12 is it. Yeah. He's raging. He's not actually raging, but he's he's in a rage. He's pissed off. Yeah, it's 12. Sure. I'm going to terracotta pot the shit out of you, bro. Starts wrestling with you. I'm sorry, Cliff, but I can't run from this fight. It's his. It's So it's the crony's turn. Um, he is going to make an attack against you as you're grappled. Cliff. 17 plus 4. That's going to hit. He lifts you up from the waist and like half suplexes you and smashes your head into the other terracotta pot that's hanging oh, no. <laughs> and there's another <laughs> more more soil and grass rains down you take uh, another three damage <laughs> this guy is a uh, tavern brawler feet yeah for sure right the other one is unconscious that ends the round okay the guards are gonna arrive you three are the closest let's see how we get here three guards um okay as the guards arrive Cliff, how are you responding? Help! Help! <laughs> um, okay, this guy, one of them's going to grab him. Uh, if the guards put their hands on you, are you trying to escape? Is what I need to know. Uh, from the guards? Mm -hmm. Um, I... No. Okay, so this guy is pulled off you. The other one... Um, Puts a hand basically like around, not like collars you, but like puts a hand on your back and your neck and kind of holds you still. The other guy's pulled back, kind of half Nelsoned. And the third guy leaps directly over the fallen combatant, looks down and goes, <laughs> leaps right over him. And he's going to try and grab Stuart, who's the next closest. Stuart, are you going to fight this? Mm, it, is he between me and um, there's, He's coming behind you and there's another guard further off. Then I will fight it for now. Okay, you have to beat a six. You rolled very badly. Okay. Oh, no. <laughs> Stuart rolled even worse. He's going to Cortland you. He yeah. pulls your <laughs> arms back. That's the end of the guard's turn. Top of the order's grand door. He's going to make his attack with advantage. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's a natural 20, uh, which ah. doubles the one to two. <laughs> so you take five damage only. That 20 on a punch ain't much. That's a little bit more. You go to swing, your arm gets tangled up, your other one gets pulled back, Grandar goes, oops, and kicks you in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a... And then Grandor is going to turn... Oh, no, another quill. Grandor is going to turn and make a run for it after you guys. What was this hatch? <laughs> um, door that was left open... 15. I guess I don't get an attack of opportunity because I'm grappled. You can make an attack with disadvantage. You guys grappled. Oh, hell yeah. Then I'll try to do that. Uh, 
13. 13 will hit. Four, well, that's not what he's going to Oh, okay. 15? So You'll hit. Still hits. So, four damage while he's flying by. I guess I'll, like, try and kick because my arms are held. I'm just All right, yeah, you kick, you kick him. him and he, he stumbles away and hits the wall. He's still standing. He doesn't look great, though. He's got, like, blood coming out of his, the corner of his mouth uh, from a big split lip. And he's, like, walking like he got kicked in the balls twice today. Uh, he rolls, Coward! He rolls really badly, on, and he's also not You're smart. Still he comes in, a quill. sees you going through this gap in the wall. <laughs> coming up. And he's gonna run, he just slams into you, into the gap, and forces you in further, and then he just... It's dark in here, because there's light, and the second he hits it, it's like putting a cork in a bottle. There's no light coming in, you guys feel this, like, pressure in your ears, as he just wedges himself in and gets immediately stuck. Just goes... Just, oh! Lads! Lads! Let's be cool about this! Stuart, you are wrapped up. I'm wrapped up, but can I see him going into that room? You see him going into the room, you can't see, can't see I don't him. think, that corner, no. Can I try and, like, pivot while grappled to get just enough that I can see in there and see him? Um, sure, make a, make a strength check with disadvantage. Sure. Okay. Gotta be 14. Well, that one is right now a 17, so no. three disadvantages ruin me. Yo, it didn't! Right. Okay, that's better. Yeah, 17. You can pull free of this guy if you want, or you can just maneuver a look. I want to maneuver just so I can at least see him. I'll let the guard keep holding me, but I want to be able to see Grandor over there. Uh, yeah, you see him, yeah, bottlenecked into this, <laughs> into yeah. this gap in the wall. Perfect. I'm gonna see him and cast you command. Don't, you don't see Arthur's or Drogon. Nope, that's that's fine. Okay, cast and command. Cast and command, and uh, the word I'm using is grovel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wisdom save. Wisdom save. Right, he has a minus one to wisdom. Thirteen minus one, twelve. He fails. So. The target has to spend. Oh no, that's really wrong. Target falls prone and ends its turn, coward in the corner. <laughs> okay, we'll do that on his turn. Rogan, your next attack. You are in darkness. I guess this is kind of homey. You're <laughs> stone on all sides. Very dark. Kind of stinks. Um, you can does see this go somewhere. So it runs like a pocket. It runs along the <laughs> circumference of this wall. You can see it continues into darkness, um, tracking behind the main wall here. You know the the outer wall of the keep must be what your back's against right now. The keep expands and opens up as it goes further towards the canyon, kind of back off to the north. Uh, so you're not sure if this runs along the wall through the entirety or if it just goes a little way through these sitting rooms, but it definitely extends for a while. Uh, like farther than you can see, and Arthas is ahead of you, slowly. Shuffling. Crab walking, yeah. Uh, I'll just, I'll try and like, feed an elbow back to you. <laughs> yeah, make an attack roll. Make an attack roll. Regular? I don't have space ahead. Uh, yeah, it's, he's also, he can't move right now. He's basically restrained, so you can do it with advantage. Or can I move? <laughs> yeah, you can move enough. Like, right. It's awkward, but you can kind of like, uh, five finger punch. Yeah, five, five Fourteen. Finger. Fourteen hits. His AC is twelve. Two damage. Two damage. He had two HP. <laughs> oh, nice! <laughs> <laughs> you punch him. Uh, he's stuck. He's trying to grovel, and then he just goes. And he's still in that same position, but Stuart, you see his knees buckle, and he just drops about three inches, and then wedges <laughs> in further, and his head his head lolls back. <laughs> wow, Mike. My command spell has got an extra, <laughs> okay. extra kick to it Jordan, tonight. you make your attack. Grandor's Because, yeah, I can't see what's going on behind him at all. Right? No idea. Not at all. <laughs> He's a large man. 
Okay. And I'll quickly try and shuffle after. All right. Yeah, you can make. You can use your movement through there. It's just uncomfortable. So you can get thirty feet. You basically get to the wall between the rooms. Yeah. Scenario. Cliff, you are wrapped up by the guards now. Yes. Not this guy. No, this guy's held from you. Sir, sir, it's sir. Right. It's all right, Cliff. They'll understand. <laughs> the that we guard has to make a con save. Uh, he's gloved up. There, smart. Sir, be careful. I'm poison. My uh, skin. I appreciate that. Uh, what the hell happened here? I don't know. This man, this these men just attacked us while we were after a meeting with Eldragos, our Lord Edragos in the that side room there. Worth noting, also, you guys followed Lord Edragos out fairly quickly, but he's nowhere to be seen in here. Oh, right. Hmm. Uh, you chatted for a little bit, so if he beelined it straight out, he wouldn't have seen any of this, which is probably preferable for you guys. <clears throat> Um, the guard looks at the scenario, looks at... Oh, no, it sounded pretty impressive. You're just covered. Said. You're covered in dirt and stuff. Just he, holding you, looks at the other guy. You hit this fellow with a pot. And the guy goes, it sure did, boss. <laughs> pretty sweet, huh? <laughs> Says, right. Damaging for Holding cell for you. Those terracotta pots are worth more than you make in a year. And the guy's <laughs> face just loses all its color. Uh, as you realize, the the drunken shenanigans might have consequences. Um, he keeps his hand on you, Cliff. Make a persuasion check for me. With advantage, we'll say, because you are looking a little worse for wear uh, at the moment. That's a 13 minus 1. 12. Okay. Uh, he keeps a hand on you, but he's not, like, marching you off anywhere. Yeah, I'm not, and I won't fight. And the other guy who's got you, Stuart, kind of turns you around. He's still got your arms yep. pinned behind yep. you. Uh, the new guard that arrives goes into the room and it takes two or three of them like 10 or 20 seconds to pry Grandor out of this gap. And he comes out you can see his breastplate's like square shaped on the shoulders right now from where it got wedged in too tight. Uh, they pull him out and then step out of the way as he's felled like a tree and just hits like one of the Hits one of the the fainting, <laughs> one of the fainting chairs, just like lands across it dramatically, and then the nearest guard pokes his head into the gap, uh, the open doorway, and calls for a torch. They're in the vents. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the walls. Who's they? This is all that was going on. This is it. Yeah, I right guess here? I guess he's in the wall. He's in the walls. So they know they saw Drogon go in there, but don't know where he's gone. Right, Rogan, are you following Arthas? I guess so. You okay. said that there was other nobles and stuff here, right? Yeah, there's a handful of people in the in the courtyard. Well, there were servants too that would have witnessed yeah. this whole thing. Yep. I would good. Yeah, I'll keep shuffling after. All right, so there's this awkward like shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. <laughs> oh, gross, come on. Shuffle, shuffle, shuffle. Oh my God, there's so many. Oh, where are you going? Where's this go out to? We're just gonna uh, pop out in the uh, the scullery maid's quarters. Scullery in the kitchen. I don't know what it's called. We're, I think it's the kitchen. They've been throwing so many fancy words at me. And a minute or so later, he says, I think this is it. And then falls through a door and light spills into the area and you guys hear a little ah! uh, and a young girl who was cleaning dishes like jumps back as he and you and him collapse outwards into this brightly lit kitchen he shakes himself off he's you guys are both just covered in dust and cobwebs and debris like shakes it out of his pale hair 
Unlocks this. Right. Banquet hall's that way. What's the door? How do we look? He turns to the little girl. She's just like, good, 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 my lord. Fastens uh, his tie a little bit. And like, <laughs> sh like shines your head a little more. Does <laughs> uh, Could I? Could I get you anything? Drinks? Um, bath? No, no, I, I think I'm fine. Sorry for disturbing you, miss. Um, You've got something on, in your hand, I think? In your hand? Yeah, you, <laughs> you've got one of uh, Grandor's molars <laughs> stuck in, in between your knuckles. <laughs> Pull that out. A little dribble of blood comes out behind it. Oh, keepsake. But very well. Goes and opens the door just immediately into hospitality mode. And you guys spill out into the main banquet hall, which is just packed with people at the moment. No sign of anything amiss in here. Arthas just walks out, pauses, looks at you, nods, and just like turns 90 <laughs> degrees and walks off like a robot into the distance. <laughs> I will walk up. Maybe go back to my seat or something. Okay. <laughs> be cool. You return yeah, to your seat. Uh, there's a handful of other folks that you were eating with earlier who they've all been playing musical chairs more or less. People are chat with different groups and settle yourself down with one. We'll pop back outside to you guys. Uh, where Grandor's being basically stretchered off by a group of four, one under each arm, one I'll under each to, leg. I'll try to interject and be like, look, I, I know I casted a command on him. It was simply to make him stop running away from you guys. But uh, if you'd like, I could I could at least spare him his, his pain uh, and put him him in a conscious state. Uh, I think we'll keep you two apart for now. All things being equal. You know what? That's understandable. I respect that. Right. And he looks back at the other unconscious one. You'll be fine in a bit. Um, and they begin chatting with some of the, the nobles and the folks around who, who saw what happened. I want you guys to make the two of you a group performance check uh, okay. this is so to us or just me and just the two of you who are still there this is going to be to determine if the nobles like you guys more than they liked Grandor and his exploits oh well he's got to have like a negative or something right but so do we so do we <laughs> so we'll, we'll take the average oh. I rolled a nat 20! <laughs> <laughs> went, it did the dramatic two and then ended with a 20. Yeah, two 19. <laughs> yeah, 19s. 19s all around. Right. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh. Um, Love it. <laughs> someone comes out from the, the banquet hall doors dressed in significantly finer suit of armor and chainmail with a nicely scabbarded sword at his hip. He goes, lads, saw the whole thing was following that Grandor fellow for the last 20 minutes, he would not shut up. You're all right. Saw the whole thing. He calls the guards off. Just clean up this one on the ground. And they, they march the the survivor, I almost said, they march the conscious one off uh, through the through the stairs up onto the battlements to wherever some sort of holding cell will be, and they are followed with the two unconscious ones. Can I speak to one of them as they're taking them away? Yeah, there's still a handful of guards down here trying to like tidy stuff up. I must reiterate that this man simply owes me a new quill, and that is the only quarrel we have. Otherwise, he was bested in the melee earlier today. Oh, you were in the melee. That I was, and I took him out clean and fair. 
right on. I think he has a little bit of the hurt feelings. I think he had a little too much to drink. We found a whole cask of red wine under his seat with a little tube. <laughs> Seems to be going <laughs> up to him. <laughs> you know how these half-giants are, but he was clearly worked up about something, and I think we found the cause. That we did. Well, is it possible that I could see him in the holding cell later and make sure that this man gets me a new quill? Because that is my only quarrel. I must reiterate. You're still worried about the quill. I need a new quill from this man, or at least compensation for me to purchase a new quill. I mean, I have no idea how much quill costs. I'll, like, look around at the nobles, like, how, how, much, how much does he owe me? The nobles are like, 20 gold? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, heard, you heard the man. You heard the man here. The captain just leads, leads you and Cliff aside. So look, you can have my fucking quill. Yeah, <laughs> your quill. Get for a <laughs> copper piece in the city. It's beyond the point. Just drop it. I'm I'm telling you to drop it. Stuart, I think you got your payback. Maybe we should <laughs> you know not look a gift horse in the mouth. Oh right? <laughs> yes. Uh, sure sure thing, Cliff. If you want, I'll, I'll, try I'll hang on to that quill. I got notes to make. Yes. And I can put you in the cell next to him. Y'all can deal with it in the morning. Uh, no, I'd rather not go into Give any him cells. his quill, man. You, you already got You one. can have the quill. It's just the principle. I'm a man of principle. They gave us these to give out to folks. That they are. It's actually got, it's got the date <laughs> inscribed on it. Wait, hold on. You were threatening to throw me in the cell for not giving you back the quill, though. That you were supposed to give out. <laughs> I was threatening to throw you in the cell for not letting things go. Hmm. All right. Well, am I am I keeping the quill or do you want the quill back? I'm it's up. Lost. It's completely up to you at this point. <laughs> you, know I, I, you can keep your quill. You're you're a I good got, man. I got like three of these already, actually. Yeah, I'll give it out for you. Appreciate you. <laughs> I can use a quill. You want one? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he pulls out another. All right. Thank you, sir. Uh, sorry, what was your name? Captain. Oh, thank you, Captain. Yeah. Thanks, Cap. On your left. No. Go around his left side. Walk away. He turns with you, uh, turns sure. with you the whole way. <laughs> Stay out of trouble. You guys are uh, left in the courtyard as the servants sweep up the remains of two terracotta, plant terracotta planters. A small pile of dirt and loose foliage on the ground. Seen better days. Thanks for thanks for having my back, Cliff. Sorry I had to get involved with it. I got a Get a little spicy in the heat of the moment there. Yeah, you know, it was just a quill. I mean, you can't just bottle things up like that, you know? I think Until I... Until they burst. I mean, I mean, he started it. He's, he's, we walked out of the room, he just swung it to me. How else is a man supposed to respond, if not with a stern retaliation meeting the, the same quandary presented to him? Don't they say, yeah. slap a mosquito for biting you, you're just going to be covered in your own blood. That does sound right. I've heard that too. See, yeah. Captain, Captain, Captain calls from the <laughs> corridor. Captain, <laughs> thank you, Captain, Captain. <laughs> Let's go find. Uh, where did Drogon go, anyway? We'll, we'll talk about. Let's talk about that once we're away from everything here. All right. Well, I hope he's okay. He has experienced a, a new sort of localized notoriety as you move through the courtyard. <laughs> a couple of nobles uh, give you like curious looks and a few of the veteran soldiers and mercenaries give you guys like little thumbs up. One of, my hat. One of them leans in and it's like <laughs> <laughs> one of them leans in and it's like, sir, 
Thanks for the uh, thanks for the entertainment, boys. Well, sure, man. Hey, next drinks on me. Big wink because it's an open bar. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's gonna buy me a drink. I, I, you enjoy the drink. I can use. Hey, I think you I got, don't anymore. Do you guys get any of these? And he holds open a pocket. There's like twelve quills inside it. You know, folks, you don't realize, but you you sell these in uh, some of the other cities. They're actually pretty hot ticket items. I heard they're like 20 gold. I've never gotten that high, but <laughs> maybe that's what I'll charge this year. Big gala, right? Right? I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys move into, you guys move into the banquet hall. Good. Yeah. Let's uh, find Drogan. Oh, yeah, maybe it's to take a gander for um, Drogan. Are you, are you sitting alone? Or are you with a group? Um, no, I'd probably try and sit with Someone. For are you looking for someone specific, or are you just no, going back to the minute? I mean, how far in are we? He has come out like in the middle of the kind of the middle just of the like hall of the night. And- oh, um, it's early. There's still probably hour and a half till midnight when the address, will which happen. is when the address is. Yeah, a little bit uh, of time still. So yeah, I don't know. I would just probably just pick some people who welcoming enough. Um, Lay low. So you, yeah, you, you settle down. And any guards that are looking around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's there's a couple curious glances. Um, you settle down with a group of grizzled older mercenaries. Uh, they recognize you as, as a worldly fella. They pull out, pull back a seat as you're going by. Hey, you were in the uh, the melee. Oh yeah, just a bit of fun. Oh. Excellent, good time. Who you uh, who you here with? They kind of they're all wearing like insignias. They seem to be either house guards or uh, mercenaries hired for for the event, maybe. But they all they all have little insignias of specific uh, specific courts and lords. We weren't given anything for no, not for like this. Um, <laughs> I think you guys probably have like a little Edrigos insignia under the lapel of your of your coats or somewhere. Not hidden, but somewhere subtle. It's up to you if you want to make it obvious. I don't think for this event he was uh, trusting you guys to bear his name to any degree. So probably wise. But I have any reason to believe that, like, bearing his name would be, like, unwelcome in certain groups? Uh, Make a... uh, I'll see. History check? 21. Lord Edregas is very wealthy, but he also runs a gambling hall, which is where a lot of his money comes from. So he's this is a name that's very much like couched in this sort of seedy terminology sometimes. There's no nobody's openly like, this guy's a drug lord or something like that. They're just kinda like yeah, he became he became rich through Less than, yeah, exactly. <laughs> through other people's losses, through maybe some nefarious means, even if he's he's clean now. It's, that's not how he started. Uh, but you wouldn't think soldiers and the like care at all about that. If you were talking to the nobility, they might look twice at his insignia. But these guys, they don't care. They're all, especially mercenaries, they work for the highest bidder. That's how mercenaries get to power as well. So, don't care too much. Um, yeah. I'll be open about it. I won't flash anything, but I'll just, yeah. Um, 
actually be you. Me and my uh, compatriots joined the melee and were invited here by Lord Edrigos. Well, it was a little like, oh, we are Edrigos. Oh, yeah. Right on. Uh, what, what's he like? Uh, only spoken a few times. Uh, seems a little, I don't know, busy with other things, to be honest. Kind of, uh, only uh, meets us in brief moments to uh, pass on information or discuss things. I don't know, seems nice enough. That's how nobles are. Do everything on their own timeline. Too busy for us common folk. Exactly, exactly. Even when we got something to offer. But uh, if I land here for a good meal on someone else's dime, then I'm doing all right. I'll say. Free drink, free food. Not too shabby. Even had these clothes made up. Nice. Good tales. Very <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, hey, look, it's got a little, little scuff on the, the, the back there. <laughs> Your back points out there's like a couple scrape marks along the back. Try and like tidy up. Oh, uh, yeah. Some, uh, just a little fun out back. Oh, <laughs> they all lean in a little bit. <laughs> Do tell. Oh, uh, my, my friends and uh, got a little, a little uh, bad blood between him and the uh, big fella. Brrr, big, large man. There's a few of those around. Yeah. Well, hope it turned out okay for him. I think they were doing okay. Very well. Um, well, share a drink, would you? Yeah. Grab a nail from the middle of the table and slide one your way. Or a pitcher, fill it up for you. And they begin chatting about work, that sort of stuff. All around this time, you guys finish up with the guards and you come in and see. Rogan has ingratiated himself with a group of mercenaries and house guards. Nah, I told you they'd be fine. Look, here they are. Big thumbs up from the hall. <laughs> Cliff looks good. Stuart's, Stuart's face is like, he got stung by a bee. Yeah. Can I, uh, second wind? Um, I think the, the cuts and stuff are probably healed from your healing word. From your healing word, the, the open wounds, but there's probably still like some dried blood and a little bit of bruising. Yep. Right. Looks significantly better. He somehow looks better than when you last saw him, but he's definitely <laughs> still I've been nice. the recipient of some punches. <laughs> That'll be them, then. Uh, they slide open a couple more chairs for you guys to join if you want. Yeah, sure. Ah, uh, Drogon, you made it out safely. Yeah, sorry. Uh, but the meeting later, I wanted to be sure we didn't get kicked out. No, no, that's that was wise. I was confident that we were in the right in that situation, but I, I liked where your head was at, sneaking out that way. I'm very surprised they let you in. <laughs> they saw that we were sabotaged. I mean... Cliff and I, are, we're pretty stand-up individuals. Yeah, pretty charismatic, too, yeah, you know? very charismatic. Convincing, if uh, you don't mind. I can see that, but uh, Stuart was definitely throwing some punches there. Looking uh, like he was keen to fight. Oh, I was not going to back down from that one. And if uh, if you had seen, uh, while you were, I, I guess you went through the, like, Secret exit out there, but uh, I actually I got the last blow on on him. I cast a command, and he he fell down so awkwardly he must have just hit his head or something and gone unconscious. <laughs> kind of, I got so I got the last laugh in the end. Ah, uh, I don't doubt it. 
And yes, the guards saw that we were we were in the right. So I guess we can see out the rest of the night. Glad they were on your side. Us as well. And thank God for Captain Captain. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you we... met Captain Captain? Yeah. <laughs> Guy's a freaking legend. <laughs> wow, yeah. Super stand-up fella. Um... Do we know? Did he say after the announcement we he'll make introductions for us to these like to Yan and? I was aware. Yeah, that was whenever you wanted. Oh, okay, that well, was the only person we were meeting, right? I might go Just find Edgar Gosling. Oh no, you have a dwarf to meet before this big announcement. I see a man about a dwarf. <laughs> I see that guy around. The guy in the chair. Yes, he is planted firmly at one of the head tables, just surrounded by food and food and friends having a grand old time. A grand old like a. Wheelchair? Yeah, it's not as ostentatious as the walking, the <laughs> the wild, wild west walking mechanism he was in before. Now he's just in more of like, uh, he's not even in the, in the chair. He's sitting down literally right now, but he's probably just got a walker he gets around with. I think I'd try and like keep an eye, just like get a read on him, knowing that I was going to have to talk to him. <clears throat> Make an insight check for me. You get, he seems to be pretty well up. There's lots of people hanging out. Not the grand doorway where these are just like goons that enjoy <laughs> his stories. There's a lot of people like laughing at his jokes and hanging on his every word. Seems to have power in both the monetary and influence sense, but also like in a social setting as well. People aren't just around him because he's wealthy and important. He's got a, a close group of friends there. And he's also just stuff in his face. <laughs> this guy likes to eat, clearly lives to excess to some degree. Yeah, I'll go see if I can find Edrigos or Amber. So I can um, try and be introduced to this Yan character. Okay. You, yeah, you can, I think you can find Edrigos easily. He is, you recognize him, you, you saw what their table was from up above when you saw Amber earlier. They are, they're in like the middle ranks of the nobility. Uh, there's a few people just sitting and chatting with them, sharing wine, and people are just picking up food. As you approach Amber, catches your eye and waves to you. Let's let you also know you're coming. The terracotta dirt. <laughs> yeah. Did you want us to come? Uh, it's up to you. Um, I don't really know how to approach this situation. I don't. I don't want to scare my cousin away. Is she not looking for you? No, she she kind of ran away from home. Uh, my auntie sent me out to go find her. So I'm just I'm worried if she sees me, she might get the wrong idea and run away. And if this lady, you know, spills the beans that I'm looking for her, then he. You guys got any ideas, or? It's a tough one. Hmm. Can I just be honest and upfront, or? Well, I mean, it depends on the relationship you had prior. Like, were you too close? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was just me and her growing up together, so. Well, if there's anything like the close relationship I had with my family, they would appreciate honesty. So, if you were to approach her and say, look, I, I, I'm straight up... Uh, Auntie told me to try and find you and bring you home. While I can't control you, that's her wishes. I just wanted to make sure that you're 
alive and well. Yeah, no, I. That's I how I would start. I it. would no, no, for sure. It's more about interacting with this lady. Is uh, who are you? Oh, right, step yeah, one. Yeah. So he already blew past that. Part. No, yeah, that's all yeah. right. Um, so I'm just worried that this lady. I don't know her, and maybe she'll give my cousin the wrong impression before I even get to talk to her, and mm. he'll scurry off again. Do we know anything about this lady? What is her business? I don't know. What did he say about her? That she was. <laughs> he didn't say too much, except that he said they don't have a good, they don't get along well, um, and that she's. You got the impression he has strong distaste for whatever she does. That oh, he didn't okay. say what it was. Well, I'll just wing it. That's how I do everything else. So, my Never... only other thought was perhaps Stuart or myself would inquire. That way she doesn't know it's you, that if you're worried about her running. Yes. yes. She's also, she's a, not a prominent figure, but she's here, which means she's known by people. You could, people here would know about her as well. Yeah. You could ask around. Learn something about. I don't think Cliff's that. Lady Yon first. I think he's more direct. I don't think he would like. Inquire beat, with beat around the bush to yeah. Know. I don't think he would just like ask people do that kind of thing. Nah, I'll just go talk to her. Could always I'll figure it out as I go. If if she doesn't like Edrigos, we could always try and swing something with the fact that hey, we we do have an in with him, and maybe there's a mutually beneficial way of us working with her. If there's something I, I don't know how to blow it that one out, but maybe there's maybe there's something there. Yeah, don't want to. Upset Edrigal though, because he didn't seem to like her very much. So no, no, of course. But yeah. I mean, not to rule one person above the other, but I care more about you, Cliff, than I care about Edrigal, and would like to help you find your find your cousin first and foremost. I appreciate that, Stuart. Well, you guys are welcome to come if you want, but it's up to you. Oh, I'll be with you there. Oh, I'm, sure. Yeah. I'm in. I'm. Gonna t- I'm trying to level my level my head. Keep it cool now. Yeah, you know. Talk about your feelings sometimes so you don't get so upset. In time. We're getting there. Here. For now, just no more drinks. This, I mean, I'm impressed I've been holding my own. I've, I've put back three, and that's, one, like I said, three more than I ever record. drink. New record. <laughs> Rogan, you want to come then? I think it's up to you. It's your thing. Happy yeah, to help sure wherever. You guys are way more charismatic than me, so, you know. <laughs> oh, I, I disagree. You're way more charismatic than me. <laughs> All right, let's go find her. And I'll go and find Amber. And... <clears throat> you guys approach as one. Amber and Andreas turn from... You have to wait a minute while they part with whoever they're speaking to at the table. And people do seem to be... Similar to how Edergoss has his meeting room in his gambling hall. You guys have heard about people show up and treat with him. It's a similar sort of situation going on. He doesn't seem to be going to speak with a lot of people. It seems like groups are coming to sit down and chat with him. You guys are the next to do so. Stand at the table. Remember, greets you guys and Edergoss gives you a nod. I have been busy. Yes, I'm putting your quill to good use. Jot it out from my notepad. I remember asking you to keep your heads down tonight. 
Well, to be fair, I think we were keeping our heads down, but whilst keeping my head down, it was struck by a fist. Maybe that's on me. Kept your heads down too much. Because we had literally just finished our meeting with Ezrugas, and as I walked out of the room... That's me. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that's that's what did I say? He has been hit in the head recently. Yeah. I'm going to invest in a helmet soon. I think. I think that is wise. Well, I trust it won't be a problem. No, no. We talked to Captain Captain. He'll, he cleared it all up for us. <laughs> you met Captain Captain? Yeah. Fine fellow. He'll vouch. Very well. Well, what can I do for you? I uh, just was wondering if you could. I'll make some introductions for me, like like you said you would. With Lady Yan. Yes. Very well. Straightens and scooches his chair back. Amber, hold down the fort. Uh, anything we should expect? Don't ask about her work. Okay. Good to know. I was definitely going to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Mr. Edgar, sir, you're pretty uh good at this stuff. If I, what do you think I should do if I, uh, I don't want my cousin to run away and I don't want this lady to, uh, give her some red flags that I'm looking for? How should I approach this? What is your ideal outcome? Oh, that I get a, you know, some face to face with my cousin so I can explain the situation back home and convince her to come home with me. Well, I don't know much about your cousin or your relationship. I can't really speak to that. If you come as a friend, is she going to run? I hope not. But she ran from home in the first place, so... Does she know you're looking for her? Oh, God, no. I don't think so, anyways. Would she be happy to see you? Oh, yeah. Seems like your answer right there. All right, well, thank you. My pleasure. Shall we? Proceed. He leads you guys through the tables, past groups of nobles. You notice as you guys go by, um, some of these tables that are a little more um, internalized. They're not like groups of people that are speaking and have been speaking at length, clearly going over some sort of deals or coming up with plans. As you draw near, they'll quiet, and then the volume of their voices will lift as you get further away. A lot of secrecy going on in this noble section, very different than the excited chatter and happy storytelling of the tables below. It's like the further you get from the main banquet hall doors, the more secretive people are becoming, with the exception of the head table where the dukes and duchesses and the march lord and the local um, Forsyth family are sitting. They're all a little more gracious and welcoming and are just chatting. And you guys get a few tables down where you find um, a mix of folks, but you see sitting at one end of the table... A, a short Andron woman. Um, she has wavy brown hair and thin eyebrows, dressed in like a high-collared black coat um, with some purple and pink, mm-hmm. uh, with a purple and pink tunic underneath mm-hmm. and a long wavy skirt. She stands and gives a sort of, sort of mocking smile to Edregoss as he gets close, and a little inclination of her head. And, he does the same. It's Lady Yan. These are some friends of mine. Um, who'd asked for an introduction to speak with you? That's about as far as I'm willing to take this. As always, it is good to see you. And 
And he looks to the other man who stands partway out of his seat and extends a hand. The Lord Edrigas, who leans over the table towards him and takes it. This man has very, like, gaunt, pale, severe features. He looks human, probably 40s or 50s. The kind of person that looks like they come from old nobility who... The kind of person who wealth is just completely second nature to. Very oily, greasy look, dressed all in black. Slicked back hair. Very thin little pencil mustache. Leans forward and shakes Edragoss's hand. Samuel Slake. Pleasure to meet you, Lord Edragoss. Edragoss nods his head. Sam Slake. Uh, pleasure. He turns and you see a little like shiver run through his body and he turns and looks at you guys and walks away. Um, you see him rubbing his hand. What's everyone's passive perception? Stuart's 14. Ten. 14. Okay. So you guys, um, there's an awkward moment of silence as Fuari and Sam are standing there. They both sit down and, and she motions to the, the chairs. make an insight check on that moment? Just because I feel like yeah. you don't see Edrigas people make him very uncomfortable very often. Like sure. He seems to command room rather than that is a, a dirty 20. A dirty 20. You saw when they shook hands, it was almost like as if a little ripple went through Edrigas' skin. Almost like a splash of like a stone being dropped into water ran along his arm. Um, until he broke the connection and then everything smoothed out again. He seemed uncomfortable. He seemed incredibly uncomfortable. Yeah. And like almost like he grabbed one of those those clown shakers that <laughs> oh. zaps your hand. <laughs> Do you guys take a seat? Yeah. Okay. Um Lady Anne, stay standing until you guys are sitting. Pleasure to meet you. Who are you? And who are you? Um, my name's Cliff. <laughs> These are my associates. Uh, Drogon and Stuart. Pleasure. What brings you to the gala and to my table? Oh, uh, well, you know, Mr. Edrigoth, uh, said he, uh, would introduce us. And I'm, like, looking at my friends, like, <laughs> for support, but I'm just stammering on. Uh, you got it. I have heard that perhaps you may know my cousin. And I have been looking for her. Cousin, um, don't know many grung. Oh, she's, <laughs> she ain't no grung, no, no, she's a human girl. Oh, adopted family? Uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. That's so sweet. I have a large adopted family of my own. Oh, interesting, interesting. Oh, what is your cousin's name? Perhaps uh, I do know her. Her name's, uh, Isabel. Isabel. You see a flash of rage across her face and it's gone in a moment really and the smile comes back Isabel what about her what would you like oh uh do you know happen to know where I could find her I wish I did so so you, you don't then your cousin you say yeah you're from her home Yes, ma'am. Born and raised. You're a long way from home. Uh, well, you know, I came to look for her, so... This is where she went. You'll be 
as upset as I then to hear that she's left. She's left? Silverband? Yes. Oh, do do you know where she might have gone? Oh, I wish I did. I have many questions for her. Left with something of mine. You find her. Please ask her to return it. Oh, what, uh, what did she take? Part of my family. Part of your family? Yes. Like an... Uncle, or a... Nieces and nephews, gets it. Oh, okay. How many? Six. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have quite a large family then, then. That's a long time growing it. Do you do you know why she was here? Did she say anything? Or? She is here looking for somebody, something. She was awful vague about her reasons for being here, but we got on well. She was such a talent. I thought she could help me with my business. Well, I don't like business partners. Huh? Do you mention any names or anything, or? Who she was looking for? Yeah. Just memories. She's chasing down something from her past. Didn't seem to have much recollection of it. That's, I mean, she was born in the swamp like, like me. So I don't know what she'd be chasing down. That's silly. Born in the swamp? Yeah. A girl like that? Yeah. You are new to the world, aren't you? Well, this world, I guess, but all I know is what I know, and we were raised together. She had some memory of this city. Certainly didn't get that in the swamp. She knew the upper village as well as I. Though it came back slowly. Wish I could tell you more, but I'm looking for her too. Do I get the feeling that when she says I'm looking for her too, it's not in a good way. Like, yeah, she's looking for some sort of revenge. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I hope you get what is yours. Me as well. Perhaps we could work together to those ends. You know a great deal of Isabella. Um, Maybe with your intimate knowledge, we could track her down more quickly. Well, I mean... We're sort of in a business agreement with Edragos already. I feel like that might be a conflict of interest. Yeah. Edragos is a twat. I'll pay you double what he is. Oh, wow. Okay. What to... What? I will think about it. I appreciate the offer. Maybe we should go now. To go. To, let's go. We have to consult things. Under, you must understand. If it, you have any more information, <laughs> you know where to find Edragos, who knows where to find me. Or perhaps we could be the ones to reach out to you. What, what is, is there a convenient location that we can, can meet you if we decide to follow through with this? Well, you're staying in the city, right? Yeah. Where you? Where have you found rooms? A, a place at the <laughs> Frog and Quail. Is that what it's called? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
Huh? Frog and quail. What you think on it, and mm-hmm. tomorrow I'll send a member of my family to the frog and quail to speak with you in the morning. Okay. If you would like to work together and find your missing cousin, let him know. I'm good? Yeah. Okay. Well, we appreciate everything. Thank you. I thank you for your time. This is the first good lead I've had this week. I uh-huh. appreciate you coming to me. Yeah, perfect. Nice to meet you. Likewise. A good evening. I plan on it. What was this? That other dude doing this whole time? We were. He's just staring at Stuart the entire time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Like awkwardly, like looking at the wounds on your face, like not like judging, but with that very much like, what's this guy's deal? Kind of, kind of. I'd probably just it. eventually catch him and give a big smirk. Uh, yeah, if you meet his eyes, he just keeps. He just keeps awkwardly staring at you. Um, as you guys prepare to leave, he stands up. Enjoy your night. Thank you, sir. He doesn't try and shake our hands, does he? <laughs> no, no, I mean, you want to shake his? No. Just give a little nod. And good evening. Okay. A little bow. I'll hit my hand. <laughs> just dip your hand. <laughs> For two, going back on out of there. Let's head back to our, or you can meet with your guy after the address. Uh, okay. Well, that was that uncomfortable, yeah, to say the least. I'm sorry, I'm not good at those. No, I, Cliff, I think you handled yourself well. I, I didn't know how to make that less uncomfortable. I mean, I had a guy staring at me the entire time, and even the when I tried to make him time. the entire time, <laughs> and I tried to make him break eye contact, and he still wouldn't. So. One of the more Did uncomfortable things. You see the way he made Edgar's look uncomfortable. Damn, I've yeah. never seen. Yes, I wonder if there's a well, not wonder. Pretty obvious there's a history there. I mean, I'm a little disheartened that I don't have a better lead on my cousin anymore. But also yeah. kind of glad she's not hanging out with those people. Yes, my thoughts. Well. Think you're going to have to be careful. She knows that you're looking for your cousin. And she's going to be watching you. Yes. Uh, and probably skeptical and that we'll agree. I get the feeling you don't want her to find your cousin. Now, it didn't seem like it was a good thing to let her find her. Oh, shoot. Did I fuck up? I think I we needed think to find answers. No way you could have known, but. Yeah. That, she, you should be careful. Keep an this eye is on all it. weird. Like, saying my cousin has memories of this place? That doesn't make no sense. She's never been here. There is. There's a lot to learn, clearly, still. But definitely don't look back on it and think what could have been done. You What's done your is done. cousin is a human girl? Yeah. Yeah. And she grew up with you? Yeah, yeah. We grew up together in the swamp. Ever si- I, I knew her ever since I was a little tadpole, you know? From what Cliff's told me, it sounds like quite a, quite a range of races that are growing up together out there. Quite a welcoming, welcoming family. Interesting. Uh, what do you first remember? Is it possible she lived somewhere before the swamp? I mean, I guess so, but neither her or my auntie ever said anything about it. It could be. That I just assumed, I guess. Sometimes there's people that have private information like that they don't wish to, We're to about share. Around the same age, she's a couple little, years little, older, little older than you. Yeah. Anyone else in your family that looks like her? I mean, her and my auntie 
have some resembling features, I suppose. In terms of not being grown, but I'm, I mean, I, <laughs> it's really hard to. I, I, before leaving the swamp, I hadn't really seen a lot of. Miss Yarn or whatever makes a good point. It is curious that she would be born in the swamp. Is it? Yes, I mean, if I'm being I mean, honest, I'm it was not a swamp expert. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't want to get into the touchiness of the subject, but yeah, I did always question why she was a, a human from the stories you've told me about your family. It didn't, while there was many different races, including your aunt and yourself, obviously, and the other members of your family, it did seem strange that it was a human girl that was your cousin growing up in the swamp together. I feel like there is more to that story upon both her birth and where it happened. Yeah, I guess so. Huh. She can still be family. There's nothing saying that she can't be. A, oh. family, a family is what you grow up with. And I mean, yeah, care, I'm not careful. I'm not blood related, so I understand that. But yeah, it's just I don't know. Just uh, things aren't adding up. Well, perhaps she can explain if we find her. Yeah, we just definitely watch your back. See if anyone's following. Yeah weird to know someone that long and there were, she was kind of my only friend I can't believe she wouldn't tell me these things well you never know what's going on doesn't necessarily mean that she didn't want to tell you that's true perhaps there's more going on there. yeah okay well we should get back to things you got your your big important thing too and Yes, and the address must be coming up. Everyone's buzzing about it. I think Cliff's a little quiet and then, like, it's like internalizing things a bit. Don't worry, Cliff. I've, I've got some ideas that we can try to use and help find her on our own. We at least have a... We had an idea that she was here, and we're, we're not far behind, I think. Thanks, guys. We'll get to the bottom as you guys are you returning to your seats? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're getting ready to prepare. Yeah. Just chill out till this announcement happens. I think you guys see another flood of servants come in to begin clearing dishes, opening things up. Dessert has come and gone at this point. Drinks remain. And beyond that, the tables are pretty much bare. Making it easier to chat, leaving a little more space. And it takes maybe another five or ten minutes for them to clear everything out but in that time you can see all the seats begin to fill back up people who are outside return inside the only change is that there's still a, there's a fairly large number of people on the upper balcony who are really comfortable with watching the address from above uh, a lot of the folks who are sitting even closer to the farthest away position have gone up high keep an eye and hear things you see the guards presence has grown significantly in here especially towards the head table where the March Lord and the Dukes and Duchesses are sitting. And there is, you guess, 10 or 15 minutes before the announcement uh, of midnight. You guys haven't heard the bell tower ring for some time. You think it's probably not far off. But right after that is when the March Lord will speak. Before that happens, you guys have a little bit of time. Do you want to do anything before um, this announcement's made? 
think so. I think Cliff's just quiet. I think Stuart would casually bring up conversation with Cliff. Right? Cliff, I, I know that was defeating, realizing that he lost another lead. But I, I do have ideas that we could try and find Izzy on our own. So I remember you mentioning that uh, she had a few possessions on her. And one that was a unique one was the, the hand mirror that she, she had. Okay. I, I realized I could try and do, work, a, work a spell that I have learned and try and locate that object. So sure. perhaps I could try casting that later and seeing, seeing if she's at least nearby. It doesn't have a huge range, but at least somewhere in this, if she's in town, I'd yeah. be able to know. Well, Super helpful. Yeah, I appreciate that. Maybe we'll try that when we leave here. I think locate objects a thousand feet, right? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe something like that. Like, forget the details. Less than a quarter of a mile, I think. Oh yeah, there it is right there, a thousand feet. Won't be well, able, we won't cover a lot of space, but <laughs> hey, it's a starting point. If we get a lead to go to a place, yeah, then it might. So yeah, you could narrow it down in that. Yeah, who for thought? When's this gosh damn announcement going on? Clearly, everyone here is waiting. The hush falls over the assembled crowd. All heads turn to the head table, and this time, the March Lord Artemis stands fully, strides in front of the head table, so the dukes and duchesses and the local lord and lady are behind him, and he addresses the crowd, which includes you guys, the serving staff, the many wealthy merchants and lesser nobility, visiting knights and soldiers, diplomats. Every single person within the keep who's not on guard duty, it seems, is jammed into this banquet hall. The wings are filled. The door behind you guys is shut, but there's a press of bodies against it. Uh, servants who are eager to come inside and listen. Artemis Leon stands up and clears his throat. <clears throat> My esteemed people of the Marchlands, thank you all. For your attendance tonight. Thank you for the lovely games and the entertainment provided this day. And thank you most of all to the Lord and Lady Forsyth for their hospitality once more. Steps aside to reveal the beaming Lord and Lady. Well, I don't want this to be a dull affair. I know many of you have questions about the future of our Federation. But what's to become of the Marchlands? I have no heir. That's why most of you are here, isn't it? So I will not leave you waiting any longer than is totally necessary. I would like to introduce my successor and your future Marchlord. And you see all the dukes and duchesses behind him perk up. They look at each other. A few nobles nearby in the lower tables, like, Share nervous glances. Could it be them? Please welcome Arthur Slayellen, my son. And a hush falls over the crowd, and you guys see the pale haired, dark eyed boy, still a little dusty and scratched up. <laughs> I um, step from one of the lower tables uh, with a beautiful red haired woman alongside him. And my wife, Dionys. The Marchlord holds out either hand, and they both step up and join him. And rather than applause or 
excited chatter. There's just pure silence that stretches for a few seconds, longer seconds. I was going to say, Stuart wants to be the awkward one that starts the clap. Make a charisma <laughs> check with disadvantage for me. That's fair. To try and get a clap going. Were you trying to do the same thing? <laughs> well, so it's either a seven or a... Yeah, it's a seven. Seven ain't gonna do it. Uh, you <laughs> <will> join in. <laughs> you guys clap a little bit. We know that guy. And you see Arthur's eyes lock on you for a second. He looks <laughs> stricken. <laughs> um, oh, is this not the? Oh, I thought this was a formal. Uh, never mind. The silence stretches. The people nearest you guys are like, shut up! Don't try to touch Shut the fuck up! Put your hands on your Turn your hands. I, I misunderstood. I thought this was a okay. I, I didn't know. One of the duchesses uh, stands up in a huff, and her chair flies back and crashes um, into a platter of drinks behind her. She stomps out from the head table, all the way down the walkway through all the tables. Takes about twenty-five, thirty seconds of her at a near run. Stuart's in she, shock. He thinks she's coming for him. She, <laughs> smashed, she smashes out of the double doors, clears a space through the servants, and disappears into the courtyard. Stuart's completely undone his ascot and, and unbuttoned his shirt. Like, oh. <laughs> Another voice. This is preposterous. All these years, my son. And Another one of the dukes. This one, um, you guys recognize a wood elf. This must be Duke Windfall, the Duke of Spring, who is allegedly one of Lord the Martial Lord's closest advisors and friends. He looks furious, as many assumed he would be the successor to be named. He slams a hand down on the table, upsetting a few goblets nearby. His wife next to him puts a steadying hand on his shoulder, and he brushes it aside. And for a moment, you guys think he might vault the table and get up in the March Lord's face, uh, but he seems to contain himself, remembers the audience of 800, 900, maybe 1,000 now, people inside the banquet hall watching him. And he sits back down, his cheeks going a purpler and purpler shade by the second. And the silence stretches, and eventually March Lord Artemis says, I understand this is... Unexpected. I'm sorry for the strain it may cause, especially to my friends. He turns back towards the table, the high table. But understand, the position of the March Lord is tenuous and dangerous. Some of you may be my friends. His voice drops a little in pitch. Others, you are evil, mean. Small people. I would not trust you with my family or my life. Nor should I have. His illness is your doing. And when I die, I will die happy with the knowledge that none of you will take my seat. And after that firm outburst, he seems to lose a little of his energy and he sits back against the table. Yeah. How old? <laughs> Tell him is, to him. Is that like he, is Arthas? I think this seems to be Artemis. in his twenties, oh, maybe. 
Oh, Artemis or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sorry. Artemis Martialoid. And the Art the Martialoid is about a hundred and twenty. He's a half elf, so he's got he's in his late middle years, yeah. but he's nowhere near the age that he should be this frail. Yeah. And at that, the dam breaks and people begin chattering, talking. There's a couple shouts. Uh, a few of the nearby guards to the high table tighten up at the sound, thinking someone might rush the table, something might happen. But people remain more or less where they are. The only thing that changes is the atmosphere completely shifts. Is he implying <clears throat> that he's been poisoned or something? Sounds like it. I think you said he's been poisoned. Like, yeah, there's a ripple of that. You're one of the first to really like see what he's saying. There's this, yeah, this concussive force ripples through the table of people being like, holy shit. Did he just say that out loud? Um, one of the other dukes, uh, a dwarf, Ignis Bronte, the Duke of Summer, he stands from his table, uh, the head of the table, and gives a deep bow to the March Lord. Goes to stand before Arthus, the successor, and kneels, takes a knee. Uh, you guys can't hear anything with the uproar as loud as it is, but you assume it is him giving an oath, a promise of fealty. None of the other dukes or duchesses follow his lead, but a handful of the lesser nobility are quick to follow suit, hoping for favor or some rise in the ranks by the first to pledge allegiance to the future king after this first minute or two of crazed outbursts and excitement people the volume awkwardly of the music starts again by some (laughs) unseen signal the band starts up and it's definitely louder than it was before like they're trying to offset the awkwardness by playing the music a little louder you see servants almost all of them with a sheen of sweat rapidly bringing drinks around maybe not the best idea but they need to be seen to do something you see the chamberlain of the house, who's an old woman you've seen uh, moving amongst the servants in and out of the kitchen, just furiously, fiercely barking orders into the kitchen at the serving staff around her to try and regain some semblance of control of the atmosphere in here as the party is beginning to dissolve. What do you guys want to do? Sheesh. What a... What a... Wow. We were... I had no idea. We were basically in cahoots with royalty there for a moment. Yeah, that's wild. I think we have an in. <laughs> Good friend to have. Uh, yes. No one knew of this son before, right? I, I didn't miss I, something. I mean, I'm not one that follows the political structures around here too much because I don't necessarily agree with a lot of them, but from what I had heard, they had, no one had known about the existence of a son, and everyone here was expecting... That they had a shot at becoming the new March Lord. So that explains the the upset uh, dukes and duchesses all around. They probably thought one of them was finally going to be granted the title. That's fucking funny. Is there only the one up, like one left? One didn't show up. Yeah, so there's yeah, four. There's the four dukes who are essentially like princes, um, kind of the equivalent power. March Lord being the king. Um, yeah, there's four. Spring. And their families. Duke of Spring is still just. Yeah, he's just sitting the there fuming. Spring. Yeah. The one didn't show up, the dwarf, and was the lady the, the last one? Yeah, she oh. was the Duchess of Winter. Oh, okay. Um, you see a contingent of maybe 12 or 13 guys sitting a little down the table from you, all stand up. Um, 
as one of the other a count or a baron or one of the other higher ranked nobility uh, gathers their retinue uh, just like stares daggers at the march lord and his son and his paramour or wife and they all turn as one and begin marching and the retinue meet them part way hands on their hips to like the hilt of swords that they brought and clear a path out of the hall one of the older ones who's a little worse for drink and is stumbling after them uh, kind of stops next to you guys and says I'd keep your heads down for the rest of the night maybe get out of the keep if I were you <laughs> it might get bloody is it, and he staggers away was it was it something I said <laughs> I oh, he's, he's gone <laughs> I kind of want to stay in is there a lot of people clearing it? There are. Now that this this is the first major retinue, uh, no perception check required. As that and a show of actual armed figures leaves, people begin getting up in droves and pouring out of here like there was a bomb threat on the building. Uh, can I look for Amber or Adrian? Make a perception check. One. No, no <laughs> sign of them. No sign of them at all. Their hey, table. Wish. You can see their table from here. It's almost entirely empty. They're gone. Or Yan is gone. You do still see Samuel Slake sitting at the end with his hands steepled, keeping an eye on all the proceedings. What was that guy's name? Uh, Samuel Slake. Are Slake. you supposed to meet your... Sorry? You can he see him. He's slow moving. He's kind of... Shoveling. <laughs> yeah, they're... So, I mean... The Artificer's Guild has power outside of the political boundaries of the Federation. They are... The worst thing that can happen to them is that they have to like renew contracts with someone else. But they're the top dogs. You can see him. There's definitely discomfort. And he's turned to eating to, <laughs> to ease himself. But they're still there. Well, should we quickly meet with that fellow in the chair? I don't know. I'm worried... Now's not the time for that sort of conversation. Maybe we can or just the atmosphere, to be quickly honest. ask him pretty... if we can meet him later, tomorrow maybe. Yeah, maybe introduce yourself and say that we, you wish to meet him, because that was the best shot while we're here. Can give it a shot, I suppose. I mean, I feel like he'd be more inclined to do a meeting with you or us, knowing that we were well off enough to attend the gala. Shows of a high standing, sort of thing. Just a thought. I'll uh, see if I can at least stay high, I suppose. I don't see any sign of Amber. Maybe they've left. Can I look? Sure. You can also Maybe when you say that, I'll take a take a gander. Nah, that's a seven. Oh, that's low too. Eight. No, you yeah. guys don't see anything. There's so many people too much moving around. Yeah. It's... I'll, I'll just say a quick hi and, well, okay. and ask to meet him later. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. We'll all maybe like we trail behind. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I'll try and approach. Is he closer to the head Kirkham. table? Yeah, yeah, he's probably midway, like three quarters of the way from you guys to the head. Can I make uh, eye contact with Arthas? Uh, you can try. He's he's not looking at you guys anymore. He's like dealing with a group, a lineup, a lineup of people in front of him pledging allegiance. I'll try. You stare at him like Sam Slake looking at the <laughs> <a> steward. <laughs> um, he doesn't notice you, though. He's, he's... I want to give him a good thumbs up. So you head up to the table where Gurdum Sledge is. Yes. Uh, 
a number of burly dwarfs step up to intercept you as you get closer. Hold it there. Who are you? Uh, sorry, um, my name's Drogon. I'm an artificer from Embercrake. I was supposed to meet with, uh, Lord Sledge. Uh, after the address, I, obviously, that might not be best, but wanted to say hi and perhaps we could speak another day. Uh, Sledge looks down from his chair. Did I hear Drogon? Yes, hello. Ooh, let him through, boys. Let him through. And they open up and admit you. Close up right behind them, locking, locking you guys out. <laughs> he says, come take a seat, lad. You must be the noble dwarf visiting from Embercrag. Uh, thank you, thank you. Uh, I don't know. Clearly, Endergoss did a little uh, <laughs> behind-the-scenes tampering <laughs> on uh, who you were to get this introduction. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you. Oh, always a pleasure to meet cousins from a clan we've not had dealings with. Embercrag, never been myself. What, what brings you here? Um, well, I was hoping to discuss, um, there's something we need some help with, and looking for assistance, and perhaps we can share some, some knowledge in, uh, trade for some of your knowledge. Uh, we love to trade in knowledge. What did you have in mind? Uh, well, uh, I can get into the details of is here, there's a lot going on right now. Fah! <laughs> These nobles will hem and haw for hours before any of them has the decency to draw some blood. <laughs> Speak your mind. Okay, well, fair, fair enough. Are you hungry? Oh, I could always eat a little bit more. My kind of man. Take a seat. He like, grabs a bl uh, blanket. A it's basically a blanket he needs. Grabs a napkin for you and slides some food over your way. Be rude not to. He's like, food here can be hit and miss. I always bring some of my own. He's got like a keg of dwarven ale. And it's like some old like traditional dwarven meat pies and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Under a little picnic basket. Dig in. Well, um, Lord Edrogast explained some of your issues. He said fault lines and earthquakes, something deep underground, um, Certainly something we could take a look at. We have machines to assist with such things, though it would depend on the severity of the fault line. Um, but happy to help if we can. Yes, that'd be wonderful. I mean, of course I don't expect to find the solution tonight, but uh, we have had some of our best minds look at it and try some things without much luck. This is not something that is happening overnight, but we wish to get ahead of it before we risk losing what we built. Proactive. I like that. And the dwarf? Did you say you're uh, looking to send an over a little group, some scouts, to work with your deep delvers and see if they can find the source? A couple engineers... Geomancers, see if they can work their magic and turn things aside. And, and if that's not enough, we can uh, figure, out, figure out whatever it's going to take. Hate to see y'all have to leave your home. That all sounds wonderful. You have a lot of experience with this sort of thing. It happens from time to time. It comes with the territory, I suppose. Um, 
I've heard of dwarves having to leave their home over such things. I mean, we're good at rebuilding, but can't do much if the old air of the mountain collapses in around you. I don't know Ember Crag from any of the other mountains and distant lands, but I uh, expect y'all would have done everything you can. So the fact that you've come this far means, means you're serious about it. Absolutely. Well, um, here, he, he reaches into a pocket and pulls out a, a little stone that has a, a clockwork tower carved into it or, or etched into it, the sigil um, of the Artificer's Guild. You, you hang on to this in case you need to meet with any of our dignitaries. I'll let them know. And on the back, it's got a little GS carved into the back in Dwarven Runes. I'll let them know we've spoken. Till then, uh, I guess... Well, you know how these things work. We're going to have to ask for something in return. Of course, of course. We do not expect you to go out of your way just, just to help. As a favor, we will do what we can to support our end of the deal. Lovely. Um, you got anything you could offer us? We, I mean, we'd have to discuss. I, I don't know what you've, what sort of knowledge you have. We have been a bit isolated these years. Um, I'd like to think we've been pretty innovative as well, and I think that we could probably help each other out. I like the sound of that. Isolation builds brilliance. I think, uh, well, this world's all so connected now with these trains and everything. Seems like every new idea we got, someone a thousand miles away is coming up with it at the same time. Perhaps you got something we ain't even thought of yet. You can, uh, you speak for your Artificer's Guild in the city? I can. I may need to check in, but I think for the most part, they've, uh, given me the ability to share what, what we need to, to come to an arrangement. Very well. We will, uh, we'll get a contract drawn up. Hey, one of my folks run it by tomorrow so you can take a look at it. Yes, I, I love to have another set of eyes, as I'm not an expert in that field. Really? Yeah. Well, welcome. Take all the time you need. We'll say you show a good faith. You uh, give us the directions to your home. We'll send some fellows that way to take a look at things. Depending on the issue, contingent upon payment, we'll send over our machines, our geomancers, to do what they can. We'll we'll get this fault line. Go in a different direction, hopefully. Figure out some sort of solution. Well, I have to say, sir, this has been far more... has lightened my heart. I was very concerned, and you seem confident that you'll be able to help, so... Well, I'm confident we can do something, but I can't promise anything. Of course. Of course. You know how the Earth is, it'll make fools of us all before it bends to our will. She's stubborn. Absolutely. You know it. We know it. Leave it with us. And, uh, where are you staying? Uh, we have rooms at the Frog and Quail. Excellent. All right. We'll send a runner by tomorrow with a contract. I'll keep a copy of it myself. And you can send that back to your folks. Look it over. 
I look forward to it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for meeting me, even under the circumstances. Oh, no, this is great. Always happy to talk to friends. And he looks around for the first time in a while. Getting a little warm in here. <laughs> Fellas, might be time to roll out. <laughs> uh, all the it's doors. Horizon. All the doors as one. Just <laughs> all, all stand up. Uh, a dozen of them come over and gather up all the food that they can. <laughs> and begin storing it like, like Tetris and cubes as tightly as possible. Uh, others begin clearing a path for him. Says, all right, Mr. Iron Chin, you can do the rest of your night. We'll get that to you tomorrow, bright and early. Thank you very much. Reaches over and shakes your hand. He's got great meeting you. Big giant brick hands. <laughs> <laughs> big paws. Uh, they roll out, and you guys are reunited with Drogon as the dwarves in front of you maneuver away. The banquet hall at this point is about forty percent of its previous capacity. The servants and everyone are still around, but now there's probably an equal number of serving staff to visitors. A couple slumped, drunk people laying down or asleep in some spilled ale on their table. For the most part, though, everyone here seems to be on pretty high alert on edge. Well, perhaps we should uh, follow suit and see ourselves out, huh? I don't see any purpose of us sticking around now. How'd that go? It's actually very well. Oh, me, yeah. He's yeah. got some ideas and going to send some information and a contract and hopefully some men to look at the problem. Great, yeah. Fantastic news for you. Yes, and he was a very pleasant fellow. Well, Stuart's it. Maybe we should go. Yeah, not much here for us now, I suppose. Make like a tree and fall out of here. Is that what they say? No. No. <laughs> no one says that. No. It's not my thing. Sayings are not my uh, thing. Keep working on it. That's why I'm taking the notes. Uh, yeah, let's just leave. <laughs> <laughs> you guys make your way out? Um, like I said, the crowd has lessened, but there's a great deal of activity in the courtyard. The What was before quiet, hushed conversations at tables inside is now heated arguments um, and enraged bouts of conversation outside. The guards are keeping a close eye on everything out here. They've stopped people from coming up onto the battlements. And the front gates are wide, but there's a contingent of maybe 30 house guards 10 within and another 20 without stopping anyone else from coming into the keep. Captain Captain in the charge. You see Captain Captain doing everything he can to keep things cool in here. He sees you guys, gives you a nod, pats his breast pocket where you know he's got a couple of uh, quills. <laughs> Take my quill and salute him. <laughs> right. And the, the general vibe out here is give me an insight check, everybody. 13 15 uh, for Stuart uh, Dirty 20 Dirty 20 And you can all read pretty clearly That there's like a sense of Blood in the air right now And Cliff you see A group of Four of the house guards At the front door At the front gate um, Draw uh, draw their swords and stick them into chinks in the armor of the other guards next to them. 
Fellas? Without a sound, you watch these four men gasp and collapse in a moment. And then chaos erupts around the courtyard. It's popping off. Oh, God. Nobles begin to scream. Hear the clash of steel as hidden arms come out. House guards rush from the battlements into the banquet hall to protect their lords and ladies. Uh, Grizzled mercenaries that you guys were watching sit side by side clinking cups not ten minutes ago um, are drilling punches into each other's faces or sinking blades into each other's backs. And a moment later, somebody lets off some sort of magical spell that erupts an enormous fireball in one corner of the courtyard and you guys hear a scream as there's an explosion of flame and stone and flesh as bodies are thrown across your vision. Each of you make a dexterity saving throw for me. Oh, oh boy. Oh no. Who's <laughs> <laughs> all around? Seven. Uh, six. <laughs> Anyone over ten? Uh, I got a fifteen. Fifteen. Okay, you're gonna take half of this. 10. Oh uh, boy, I'm already 10. hurt. Uh oh. 18. Uh oh. 22. You'll take 11. You guys both take 22. Yeah, even if I took half, I was going down. <laughs> this ex- explosion of stones, Cliff, you narrowly avoid a terracotta plot flying through the air, shatters <laughs> against <laughs> the wall behind you. Not today. And then another stone like hits you to the side and drives you into the wall. Drogon and Stuart, you guys are both buried beneath rubble as one of these columns is blasted out and the battlement and the walkway overhead collapses down upon you. Stuart, you're buried waist, uh, from the waist down and part of your shoulder, you're pinned. Uh, the last thing you see um, is a stone coming towards you as your pin hits you in the head and you're knocked unconscious. Oh, I need the helmet. Drogan, you are pinned. Um, you can move slowly, but you feel the weight of stone upon you and you can feel more and more crumbling above, growing heavier and heavier. You see people shouting, running, fighting, and hear screaming. You see Cliff shaking his head. The only one of you left free as the courtyard erupts into chaos and violence and fire and blood. And that's where we're going to call it for Dang. today. Ah, <laughs> Uh-oh. Five I'm in death saves. Ronald's coming. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> captain, Captain, save us! Yeah, Don't get too attached to these characters, folks. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of An Idiot's Guide to Adventuring. Tune in next Monday to catch the next chapter of our adventures. And to all you listeners, we would very much appreciate if you could rate and review us on the listening platform of your choice. It's the best way to help us out and promote this show. For character art, behind the scenes, and more, follow our Instagram at Idiot's Guide to Adventuring. And join the conversation by using the hashtag Idiot's Guide DND. And we want to invite you all to join us and be a little part of the adventure. So if you'd like to suggest names for new NPCs, which are non-player characters, you can do that anywhere you can leave a written review or hit us up on social media. Thank you guys very much, and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.